On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. Dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the State of Ukraine, is U.S. funding for Ukraine in doubt? I'm Greg Dixon. A last-minute bill in Congress that averted a government shutdown stripped out billions of dollars of funding that was meant to support Ukraine. President Biden later vowed that a separate bill sending money to Ukraine would be considered shortly. To talk about the message this move might send to Ukraine and to Russia, A. Martinez spoke with Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. He voted to approve the stopgap spending bill. And A. asked Senator Murphy about the immediate impact of putting a pause on U.S. aid to Ukraine. Well, perhaps the most immediate impact is that it signals both to Ukraine, uh, but also to Europe, that there is no longer certainty that the United States is going to authorize funding necessary to keep Ukraine in this war. Uh, Overall, the United States has spent about $70 billion to support Ukraine, but our European and global partners have actually spent more, about $80 to $90 billion. And we need them to stay in this fight, but they're only going to uh, continue that supply line if they know the United States is committed as well. Uh, So I think everyone is scratching their heads right now, waiting for uh, Congress to um, make this decision in the next 45 days as to whether we're going to continue to support Ukraine. I, I hope and expect we will make that decision, but it may cause some confusion uh, and perhaps blunt some momentum in Europe and across the world as they continue their work to authorize weapons to Ukraine, humanitarian support for Ukraine, and that has real consequences. Are you worried that this somehow emboldens Russia? I think Putin has already made the decision that he can outlast Ukraine and the West. Uh, I, I think certainly Putin at this point has decided that he's going to wait and that he's going to keep this war going until after the 2024 election. And the reason for that is that he sees the Republican Party beginning to consolidate around a position that would abandon Ukraine. And he figures that if he just holds out until that election, he has a chance uh, for the Republicans to win control of the White House and Congress, uh, walk away from Ukraine, and then the Russian army marches on Kiev. Uh, so I don't think the Republican Party has made that decision. Uh, and our job now is to try to support those in the Republican Party that still support Ukraine uh, and ultimately show Russia and the world with a bipartisan vote in the next 30 to 45 days uh, that we still have a consensus position in the United States to make sure that the post-World War II order remains, which is really what we're fighting for here. This isn't just about Ukraine. This is about sending messages to countries like China that if they invade Taiwan, there will be consequences for that as well. But uh, the uh, the lid comes off of that post-World War II order if we abandon Ukraine in the next year or two. So on that, uh, Senator, because say there's someone in the U.S. struggling to make ends meet, and they ask you, why is it worth to send it more money to Ukraine? What's your answer to them? Well, first, we have benefited 
from a global order in which big countries don't invade small countries. The relative stability that we have seen, especially in Europe, which is our main trading partner, has grown jobs in the United States. Um, the United States remains 25% of global GDP, uh, in part because of that stability. And if you start to see massive big state conflicts all around the world, that hurts the United States' ability to export. But second, Putin won't stop if he wins control of Ukraine. Uh, he will move next, I believe, on a NATO country, countries that we have treaty obligations with. And so that would mean the United States will be directly at war with Russia. That will mean that U.S. troops will be in Europe fighting and dying. And so, you know, I, I don't think that the domino theory applies in uh, every uh, case of international conflict. But in this case, I think Putin is enough of a madman that ultimately the United States gets dragged into war. And this is a very affordable investment. Ukraine's not asking for U.S. troops to fight and die for them. They are asking for funding that amounts to a sliver of our overall national security budget. It's a wise, preventative investment. But President Biden has said that as long as Russia is invading Ukraine, that funding from the U.S. will continue as long as he's president. Is there any merit, though, from Republicans when they argue that current levels of funding are simply unsustainable or that they just can't go on endlessly? Well, what's, first of all, what's interesting is that that's a position held by the minority of the Republican caucus in the House of Representatives. So Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, has said over and over on the record that he supports funding for Ukraine. They had a vote in the House of Representatives last week that showed that there is um, less than half of the Republican caucus that opposes funding. So if you took a vote today in the House and the Senate, uh, 75% of both bodies would support funding. But as to the question of, sustain of sustainability, um, if we show that we are behind Ukraine and not backing down, I think that does have the ability ultimately to bring Putin to the negotiating table, get a political settlement. This is not an investment that we're going to need to make for the next 10 to 20 years like Afghanistan. This is something that I think can have a political settlement. That's Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. Senator, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. We'll see you again soon. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR.